Today, you're listening to the Corporate Explainers podcast. We are your hosts, Gautam and Amate. We explore the various careers available in the world economy through interviews. We unclutter the world of business and help explain diverse roles and careers. Hello listeners, welcome to the 6th episode of the Corporate Explainers podcast. COVID offered multiple challenges. Business models were made redundant and new ones were created. One sector which saw demand rise was the mental well-being space. Today we speak to Nitya who works as a psychologist, runs her own mental well-being startup, is an actor and does design work. We discuss what the mental well-being space is and the opportunity that lies in this one thing which is clear after speaking with her was that this field is still relatively unexplored and will be growing fast in the coming years i would describe this career as having to take the stairs to success rather than the elevator which is available for some traditional career pathways i always enjoy speaking with nitya and i'm sure you will find this conversation interesting Let's listen in. Uh hi Nitya, thank you for spending taking the time out to be on our podcast today. So mental health since probably a long period of time has been uh, getting a lot of uh, importance and people are now realizing the importance of taking care of their mental health as well. And I think over the past one year or couple of years since the pandemic this has accelerated so you are somebody who is working in this space for a long period of time so we wanted to talk to you and understand what it is like to work as a psychologist and also run a mental wellbeing company right so uh, why don't you begin by talking a little bit about what you do and uh, the company you run and what it is like to work as a psychologist okay hi thank you for having <laughs> me on this wonderful podcast yeah um i'm very glad that we are looking forward to mental health uh not just as something that is important for people's lives but also as a viable career option as a psychologist i think i've been a psychologist for uh 6 years now i run a mental health startup it's called heart it out uh we have been running it for 3 years as of now um other than that i also do a bit of theater i'm an actor lighting designer um i write poetry i dance i paint but i think a lot of all of the work that i do comes back into how i run hard it out and um how i am as a psychologist i think one of the biggest things i do as a psychologist is probably manage myself uh, and that's that's the biggest job yeah right so as i as i've met you and even know you for a long period of time i understand that you you're doing multiple things just wanted to delve deeper into the psychology aspect of it for this uh, episode why don't we talk about what a psychologist does i think it's still people are still not clear about the exact job and the exact role what it is so if you could elaborate a little bit on that okay i think one of the first questions um one of the big questions i get asked is what is the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist so i'll probably start there a psychologist is someone who is trained to understand the thoughts the emotions and the patterns of the mind a psychiatrist on the other hand is a medical professional 
who has studied, who has a basic medical degree and is trained to provide medicine for neurological changes of the, of the brain. A psychologist does not indulge or provide medication, but indulges in other forms of therapy, which could be talk therapy, art therapy, music therapy, etc. When we say therapy, I, I bet some therapies we're, we're very comfortable with, right? Like if I say massage therapy, everybody knows what happens in massage therapy. Right. Uh, if I say art therapy, people are like a oh, little bit questions, but like they, they seem to know, okay, like we use art and makes us feel better. Most psychotherapists are talk therapists. Most psychologists are talk psychologists. And we help people make sense of their thoughts, their behaviors, their feelings in order for them to have a better life. Uh, there are different types of psychologists. There are clinical psychologists. There are counseling psychologists. I am a rehabilitation psychologist. There are forensic ones. Um, and all of these psychologists differ based on the specialization that they do. Uh, clinical psychologists mostly work with diagnosis and, uh, and testing. Uh, counseling psychologists mostly work with working with your thought patterns, behaviors, changing them in order for you to have a better life than you are right now. Rehabilitation psychologists work in better rehabilitation of people who have gone through trauma or some kind of disaster. It could be natural or man-made or health disasters. Uh, sports psychologists as such work on sports, etc. cetera. Uh, psychiatrists can function also in different spaces like in working specifically with addictions, working specifically with mental health disorders uh, as such. But each of us all have been trained in the same basics. Right. I think that makes a lot of sense that there are, that you differentiate between what a psychiatrist does and what a psychologist does. You also talked about the different kinds of psychologists that uh, are there. I want to understand from you that what drove you to choose psychology as a career and also as a field of study in your undergrad. Oh, in my undergrad, uh, I, <laughs> it's, it's funny, I, I fought with my mother and um, at that point of time, I really, really wanted to pursue theater professionally. So I was like, my mom, I want to do this. My mom was like, no, 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 just please, please. I want you to be a doctor, get a degree in psychology. <laughs> so <laughs> I triple majored in theater literature and psychology and then did uh, psychology for a while. But in my undergrad, I, I don't think I ever thought that I would be pursuing a career in psychology. I, I still wanted to pursue a career professionally in theater. But um, during my summer holidays of my undergrad, I, I met this wonderful professor, Professor Sridhamurthy. He has um, really sh shaped a lot of who I am and how I see the field of psychology. And uh, he made me a cup of coffee and he was like, you know what? You should do your master's in this field. Like you'd be good at it. I'd be like, really? Nobody ever said so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I really think I owe it to him uh, for pushing me uh, to join the field. I did it on a whim. When I first joined my master's degree, I don't think I understood the extent of um, mental health as, as a public health issue, as well as um, a personal need. I, I don't think I, I knew how important it was, nor did I know that I could make a difference. But my two years of my master's degree really changed how I see people, how I see society, how I see the world. 
and after two years it was it was so overwhelming that i was like no you know what i i don't think i can pursue a career in this and i went to construction for a while and i, I was yeah. like i'm not going to do this and then uh, thankfully a friend of mine brought me back and and uh, he said no like you're an entrepreneur so why don't you do it in this field i started off very small hearted out started as a room on the roof um very tiny doing work very very a uh, narrow niche work but i think now the vision has expanded i think i'm still growing to be um, a psychologist entrepreneur and understanding and learning how much work there is to do how much the governments are doing how much um, non governmental organizations are doing and i feel like it's a place where i can make a dent that's quite an awesome story from not even uh, no, wanting to be a psychology as a field of study you end up uh, co-founding a company which is in the in this case and doing quite well so that's that's really yeah, awesome yeah yeah <laughs> i curse my professor i didn't even like coffee <laughs> <laughs> being from bangalore you're not liking coffee i mean that's different i know right i know i know <laughs> what a shame <laughs> yeah uh so why don't you also talk about uh, what are the, since you did your undergrad and uh, oh, uh, masters you had a psychology experience so i'm i'm assuming that a lot of your friends or your classmates would have gone into different career options just not being psychologist per se right so did the, is there any options for psychologist psychology students to get into corporations or in the business or like what are the different career options available in general oh Oh I that's very interesting because um recently we we've been doing a survey and we found that out of the 400 students that graduate from psychology every year um 3 years down the line probably less than 20 are practicing therapists wow uh, almost everybody else has chosen a different field uh, practicing therapy is emotionally taxing it's definitely um uh it requires a lot more strength um than probably a bunch of other professions i i would say it's emotionally very demanding as well uh but practice of therapy talk therapy where you are an um active psychologist where you see clients is one big role we can see that in private practice in um along with other institutions like hospitals schools you can be school psychologists you can do therapy for uh, not just people with mental health issues like one of my friends is a counselor for people who have lost uh, their children or partners to cancer so she's uh, she works with cancer care we can also do very tangential work actually uh, the marketing field would love to have psychologists uh, i myself worked in a vc firm for a while um as a program head for an entrepreneurial fellowship uh, we're we're invited to do sales work for example we can do consumer behavior work we can work in sports we can work in coaching uh, coaching of uh, other leaders coaching of athletes any of those spaces a lot of school and education uh, pedagogy brings us on board to build policies to build a uh, syllabus we can work with the government to um work work on governmental policies etc we can work with political parties uh, i've recently been working closely with one and it's fascinating how much work can be done as a as a therapist and how much can be added to the world i suppose the skill sets we come with are pretty malleable 
and we can work in most fields but the only caveat is that we're going to have to create that pathway it's a new field psychology is very 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 young right. which means that all of the ways in which we can contribute to something is um we have to create those a friend of mine runs a wonderful company where they do past training um uh, and anti sexual harassment trainings for different companies we can we can do eap work which is employee assistant programs i think there's a myriad of work we can do as psychologists we can work in prisons we can work um in rehabilitation centers but the thing is none of this is very um structured a lot of job descriptions have to be made on the go but i guess there is quite a bit of opportunity open right that's quite interesting how you talk about that it's a very malleable field of study where you have a lot of career options available so i think in the olden times people used to say ki do engineering and then you can decide what you want to do so i think that yeah. holds true for studying psychology as well <laughs> i hope so i hope so i think it would hold true for almost everything like uh, i know like my parents were like you have to do engineering or medicine but now like i'm struggling to find one like angular js developer <laughs> and i'm like oh where are all of these engineering people <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah so uh, hearing having known you for a longer time i know that you have a very busy schedule you are running multiple things so why don't you talk about little bit about what a typical day looks like for you and generally for any psychologist i think most psychologists live on a calendar our life is run by a calendar my typical day might be a little different from other people's typical days but i my day mostly starts uh, by 7ish in the morning i start with doing a dump list of all my to do tasks i just sit down to dump everything on good days i write my morning pages which is a journal um i, I it was uh, given by julia cameron in the book the artist's way it's, it's a wonderful way to start the day um and then i go on a walk i go meet all the birds and the trees <laughs> i'm learning that exercise is important but i don't seem to like the gym so i'm figuring out in what other ways i get to keep my body fit um i come back and have chai with my cat uh, my cat and i have a long conversation about the morning uh and then my day begins um my uh, i have a mentor i worked with him for a while nikhil and nikhil uh, always told me that we have to do the three worst tasks of the day as the three first tasks of the day so i end up doing the three worst tasks of the day first and then it makes me feel pretty invincible so then i go on to do other things i uh, mind you this is a good day that i'm describing bad days i just <laughs> lie in bed and watch naruto <laughs> um my our, our work day at 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 work starts at 12 o'clock because we want to account for the night owls as well quite a few of our employees are night owls and they don't like waking up in the morning so we start at noon um and then we do team calls set up work for the day discuss all the work that we've been doing till now set up vision every single day support each other and then from 3 o'clock to 9 o'clock every day i do sessions um and then 9 o'clock my theater rehearsal starts i i try my best to do a theater or if i'm not having a show to spend that time doing art till about 10 and then i am very competitive with my scrabble <laughs> so i scrabble <laughs> away okay uh, and then i think i end my day 
before i i, I could stay on binge netflix but uh, nowadays i have been able to put netflix on to just one day of the week <laughs> um give the rest of the time to my friends and family so from 11 o'clock i bug my friends they're all like i want to go to sleep i'm like no 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 please talk to me <laughs> Wow, this is a really packed day, and I think I'm gonna steal that. Uh, doing the worst three things that you want to do that during the day to do that early in the morning. I think I'm gonna start. Uh, oh yeah, it's life changing. Right. Also, uh, hard it out. Uh, they talk. You talk about how you are doing a lot of non-judgmental uh, listening, right? Uh, yeah. So, could you explain a little bit more about what it is and how can people practice it? I only do that as a therapist okay otherwise if like i see somebody who is wearing a mask like a chin diaper i am fully judging them <laughs> right <laughs> uh, but i think uh, it is a wonderful practice to take on for one's own life uh, it's a liberating practice i i think we spend so much time of our lives uh, worrying about what others think about us worrying about what we think about ourselves worry just really worrying and a lot of this worry comes from like our own self judgments about ourselves and assumptive judgments that we have about others that what if they think i'm like this what if they think i'm and these what ifs are really hindering you know um and one of the things i've learned as as a therapist that i really wish i brought also more often than not into my real life is to just listen to things as they are is to bear witness to them as they are and um, the serenity prayer is something that really really strikes me when when i first uh, heard it to bear the things we cannot change and to change the things we cannot bear and to learn the difference between the two i think it really has stuck for me and and it has been a big driver in understanding non judgmental listening uh, even at therapy sometimes though we are human it does pop up our judgments about ourselves our judgments that society put in us our parents put in us um but i think awareness is key and it's important that we are just aware of these judgments so they don't bias us in our actions right also i want to understand from you like what are the core skills that you that you think are essential to be good at psychology and to be a good psychologist oh <laughs> uh, that's interesting i think i would like to say like you know how anybody can be a chef i think this is from ratatouille <laughs> the movie <Right. laughs> yeah. i think anybody can be a psychologist if they put their hearts and minds to it but skills to develop um as a therapist or a psychologist would be a deep commitment to listening empathizing uh thinking and acting intentionally towards our clients towards ourselves um to to be able to slow down as much as possible to be able to dedicate time i guess to other people because like i i haven't had a drink in in 9 years because i'm going to have to be sober uh and it it's really helped me see my role in other people's lives much much differently every every profession asks for some sort of sacrifices and 
mine asks for availability um most right. times uh to be able to to have a a heart that wants to serve others that wants to be present to others ambitiously or not to to be able to be there i guess perseverance is is super 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 important and resilience um because we get to hear quite a few intense things quite a few difficult things things that may or may not have been in our own purview of reality to be able to accept that acknowledge that hold that hold space for that and still continue to deliver care i think it's yeah it's hard sometimes but possible yeah i think some of the skills which you talked about being a good listener and just having empathy towards the other person and to having that perseverance i think that is very important just to have a skill as a human being and not bound to any particular profession uh, that's a very yeah. core skill for everybody to develop and have so uh, you also touched yeah, upon which is, which is why i said that anybody can be a chef you know anybody can be a psychologist right right uh, you also talked about how it is very emotionally taxing and after a very intense therapy session or after listening to Uh, somebody talk about that that so how do you disconnect yourself after a hour of uh, intense therapy as a psychologist oh some days we end up crying <laughs> it's uh it's only human to connect to other human beings right but most days i think having a ritual helps a lot uh writing therapy notes help a lot having our own therapists and supervisors is super 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 helpful uh and i would say vital for the profession really spending some time to ground oneself i i listen to like eminem <laughs> after a very typically intense session so i guess really finding out what grounds each of us we're all different as therapists uh, to find um, the things that brings us back to reality back to providing for the next client who is going to come i think those support uh, but i must say that like over time we also learn to manage the intensity of these sessions they're not always so bad um and it's it's absolutely rewarding and exhilarating to see our clients progress change grow into the people that we see the potential for in them Uh, i think every therapist would agree that like we've done a small victory dance after we've seen a client do a bit of progress <laughs> wow that's nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> right uh, so nita i just have a uh, one last question for you so what what do you think the future of the mental wellbeing industry in india looks like and also do you what kind of advice or suggestions do you have for people who are looking to get into this space or to start their careers in Oh, when you mean mental well-being industry as a business space? Yes, yes. Oh, I think business is booming. <laughs> uh, I agree. <laughs> uh, I um, millennials. I know. I know. Uh, we tend to shit on them and Gen Zs so much, but I think they're the most open um, generation. they are so open to taking care of themselves to being aware of themselves to embracing their own vulnerabilities which means that there are so many people looking out for the right therapists the right the right mental health care and and it might not always be therapy and 
and psychology. For some people, it might be coaching. For some people, it might be dance. For some people, it might be karate. But for whatever it is, people are are moving towards caring for their mental health as much as they did care for their physical health. And I think that's amazing for for starting out organized care in in mental health in India, um, especially because we have absolutely no organization right now. There are most of us who work in mental health work in silos. We don't connect with each other. We, um, we're pretty backward in terms of technology and data usage. Um, so I would say there is so much scope for uh, providing better mental health care, better services to people because people are looking for it. There is demand. Right. And um, for the people who are going to be part of the industry, I would say it's not just psychologists who can be part of the mental health industry. Like my co-founder is a data scientist. Um, He doesn't get head or tail about psychology, but he understands markets. He understands people. He understands uh, reach. And that's important. We have people from core tech who work with us who are like, what are you talking about? What is schizophrenia? Um, But learning this exchange of knowledge has helped us so much um, to go fully remote, uh, to be able to uh, cater to people in remote corners of the world, in in villages, etc. So I would say everybody is welcome in the mental health industry. Every skill set is welcome. And for the people who are going to join the industry, particularly as psychologists, I would say, I would warn them to A, not be jaded. There is no red carpet in the industry, okay? There is nothing that has been beautifully designed. You cannot come in, plug yourself and play therapy. It doesn't work like that. You're going to have to carve a niche for yourself. You're going to have to knock on doors that will close on you um, and persevere. Uh, Never take no for an answer except in the bedroom, but really, really persevere Um, because it is an industry that is, what do I say, at the brink of, of, of change. And it's important that psychologists don't think of their jobs as just providing therapy to someone or just when a client comes, I'm going to talk to them. No, your job is also to make clients come to you, to help them realize uh, that they're having an issue, to do destigmatization, to use social media for it, to use TikTok for it, if that's what's necessary, to give talks, to do podcasts, to really come out and talk to people about the kind of work we're doing. Because so much of the work that we do is backed by so much research, but we don't really talk about it you know, and it's not put out there. Uh, so I would say for psychologists, you've got your work cut out for you. There is so much work. Um, so please come uh, and we can change the world together. Right. I think that's uh, quite interesting what you talk about. One key thing which I pick up from that is choosing psychology as a career is quite an uncharted territory where there are a lot of hurdles you'll get a lot of pushback and there's no clear path so people have to be ready to walk into the unknown and to understand that they, they would be facing a lot of difficulties but that's but obviously there's a high re- good reward also at the end of the day so it's quite yeah. good to get into this industry at this stage yeah it's like columbus sailing for the first time you know he didn't know he's, he was gonna come to india but you know right. he did <laughs> But I agree with you completely that there is definitely a huge uh, opportunity and I think a lot of businesses will be formed in this space 
next coming 5 10 years so it's quite a good time to get into this space so yeah i think uh, nitya i'll end on that note thank you so much for spending time with us this is probably one of the most interesting episodes of the corporate explainers which uh, we have done so far you are really an awesome person to know and because of your diverse experiences and all of your knowledge it's always amazing to talk to you thank you so much i feel so honored that you thought that this was just <laughs> as an important um, profession to talk about thank you for giving the opportunity i hope it will inspire me more psychologists and i haven't scared them away um and if right. anybody else is looking to do something i am open please come to talk yeah, thank, thank you very you, much yeah. and please continue to do the good work thank you and stay tuned